Good morning and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to today's uh, show. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, Todd. It's uh, it's another Saturday. Yes, it is. And I'm coffee cup in hand this morning. <laughs> it, I don't uh, have any coffee this morning. I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story behind this cup of coffee, but we'll we'll save it for another time. <laughs> How how can you there tell? There is uh, what well, there's a story behind every every little thing in our lives, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, busy week, but beautiful day or beautiful uh, morning here in uh, Honolulu. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the whole. This is the first day where is it weekend where it hasn't been raining or like howling the wind howling. So we're actually, we're going to be able to get out and do some stuff this weekend. So yes, we do have bad weather in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, it, it, and it's. Spring, you can see spring is on the horizon here. You can, it's off in a distance still, but uh, it's coming. Uh, there's probably a lot of people in middle America, Rob, that wants to shoot you because they probably still have a lot of snow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that it's it's here. So we're uh, we're still, still dragging through. I mean, it's not even February yet. So I we're, know. It's talking spring. Yeah. Boy, it's not even Groundhog Day yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got a long way to go. I, I just am keeping in a, a upbeat and positive spirit here at this point. Oh, that's that's good. Well, lots of stuff happening in the news, and we got a lot of feedback on last show. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> a lot of stuff on social. It's just like um, we definitely are uh, touching a tone where uh, the, 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 the those that hate us are definitely not saying anything, but those that love us are. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i don't I, I don't is that a good thing or is that a bad thing i don't know i'm not quite sure no it's a good thing so uh okay um you know and the rest of them can do their own podcast about podcasting if they want to talk about podcasting <laughs> well i did see that uh um mr calicanus has launched a podcast about podcasting oh really yeah oh so he's he's back at it huh yeah yeah Mr. This Week in Startups. Oh. So he's he's launched one I saw. Oh, that's funny. So that yeah. uh you know, they were they were doing pretty good there for a while, but then they kinda I don't know, they either backed off or and they were doing a lot of shows, but so well, it'll be interesting to see what he has to say. He's on uh, CNBC a lot now and uh um he is he is not a fan of the current administration, so <laughs> Well, I he think has, there's probably a few people out there like that. Yeah, there's a lot of tech people out there that are like that. So, well, yeah. half the country, I guess. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, when you're, that's the thing I've always, you know, I, you know, I do in a tech show. It's like, you try to leave the politics at the door, you know, it's not a show that you're, yeah, you know, you're not, and he, he does a lot of tech, but, uh, well, he can do what he wants to do. I think he's pretty well off. I don't think he has to worry about. Uh, earning a living i think he's a self-made man and has done well so. and it's and it's hard at times to especially on this type of a show to even go there because there's really no relevant connection it's not like donald trump is running a podcast network or something. no 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 not at all <laughs> <laughs> but um you know as i was you know i've been, I've been invited to a bunch of slack channels so i i, I did 
um, as we talked about last week, I did join the syndicated media Slack channel. And yeah, so, I did too. And so far, you know, what I can tell is that it appears that there's a lot of, well, there's already, it, it appears to me at least that there's already, you know, some people have some agendas, but um, it looks like they're trying to work together. So, um, you know, that's always, you know, anytime you get more than two or three, I guess once you get more than one person in a room, <laughs> you know, you're always going to come up against that. So we'll see how it goes. But I also joined the, uh, the pod to pod Slack channel and that's been, uh, that's been decent. From a discussion okay. standpoint, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been into that one. So, and the uh, the IEB actually set up a, a private Slack channel for us to talk about, you know, and basically move quicker through um, what's um, you know what's going to happen with the next revision of the podcast measurement guide. We had our first meeting last week on that. It's a very productive hour. So uh, I can't say really anything that's uh, on the agenda except for like to get a little deeper in the weeds on some stuff. So mm -hmm. um, we'll see where that goes. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of discussion uh, in the space about uh, making sure that uh, you know the IEB measure uh, metrics that were initially announced and the 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 rules that, you know, the processing rules that are at the bottom of that document, uh, um, that people are actually, you know, at least at a very minimum, um, processing at that level. So, uh, I, I think there's, you know, desire for some sort of a certification program that doesn't cost a million dollars to do. So, wow, that's uh, great. yeah, so we'll see, we'll see where this leads this year. And, um, but anyway, they want to they want to move fast and have something a version two, I think, ready before uh, podcasts move it. Obviously, so you know that's many months away. So hopefully, they'll be able to get it done that quick. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was uh, looking around at that that syndicated media Slack group as well, and uh, um, I know it didn't seem like it, it was really all that um, structured. No. Or it, or anything like that of a certain kind of a direction. It seemed like it was just a place for people to, to communicate with each other. And uh, I wasn't sure that, that there was really that focus of an agenda and not, not an agenda from a bad sense, but, uh, but a focus of uh, direction of what they were trying to accomplish. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, did you get a sense of, of that part of, um, I mean, I got got a different expectation going into it than when I got there. Well, well, there's two conversations going on, and that's yeah. what most people don't know is the GitHub. There's a lot of discussion happening on GitHub, and and a lot of discussion going on in the Slack group. So, yeah, the devs are arguing in GitHub, and the oh, they are okay. Yeah. I didn't look over there. Yeah, yeah, so there's conversations going on over there too. So. Because, you know, Angela said something to me, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't see that discussion thread. And he says, it's on GitHub. And I'm like, okay. So I went over to GitHub, and I was looking at, you know. So, it, it, you know, really what it is, too, is, like I said in the last show, um, no one is stopping anyone from doing a namespace and coming up with their own spec and then having a spec yeah. sheet for it. And, you know, we, we've done that. and But it was... Um, 
you know, examples this week, I had an, an email from a, a podcaster and he says, we want you guys to put the iTunes keyword tag back in PowerPress. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, Apple's depreciated it from their spec. It's, um, it's not being being used anymore. And he, and he basically came back and said, TuneIn's using the iTunes keywords. So the problem with um, implementing something that is no longer in a spec is that you run the risk of, as people update their uh, feed validator software, that the, um, the feeds will go invalid because you've got a namespace in there that is not documented. And... You know, so then the person's, and then it causes confusion because the content creator thinks that uh, their feed's broke and they go back to the source and they say, hey, I got a problem. Can you fix this? Mm -hmm. And you have to tell them, no, it's not. It's, you know, it's a spec that's not supported by Apple, but it's supported by, and people just get confused. So my suggestion to the, to the podcaster was reach out to, I reach out to TuneIn and tell them to come up with their own namespace for that. And we'd be happy to, you know, add that namespace um, to PowerPress in order to support if TuneIn's using keywords. So, um, so it's really under the, you know, the the companies that are using these namespaces. It's it's up to, and if it's one that's been depreciated, it's up to the uh, vendor that's using to come up with a spec. But for those of you that uh, don't understand what I'm talking about here. Within the RSS feed, there are tags, and uh, it's if, if you look in your RSS feed, anything that says iTunes, um, it has it's in, it's uh, what do you call those, Rob? The greater and less than signs. Is there a, there a technical term for those? But <laughs> beyond greater uh, and less, syntax, yeah, it, within the syntax where it says iTunes, that's a tag, and. Um, or, or a namespace, and they have a spec for each of those that they, if you look at the header of your RSS feed, it basically lists a link to uh, Apple, to iTunes, that basically list the spec for each one of those specific tags, and you'll see there's one in there for raw voice too, and um, so, you know, that's how the feed validators know where the spec is to validate a feed and what's in that XML. So um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the average podcaster could care less. They just see functionality on what you see is what you get editor and could care less what happens behind the scenes. And that's what we want. But we have to also be careful in adding something that is not supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this whole namespace thing is has been kind of an issue for for a while. Um, for actually, I mean, it's not a problem. It just um, it can create a very cluttered XML feed, um, and 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 that's not necessarily a problem as long as they're all they're all documented and they're all um, good. But I think you know that's kind of driving this whole whole agenda to kind of dovetail this into some some news that has come out uh, this week about the art 19 folks doing a <laughs> partnership with um the our radio folks uh, that news release had some mentions of the um the new format of syndication of podcasts is this api concept um 
And Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've I've seen this kind of kind of this concept deployed at other places, and I don't really see anything different uh, about this API concept compared to what um, RSS is. I just think it's being named as something different, and the the actual URL itself has the letters API in it, but it's it's still an XML yeah. RSS feed. They're not doing so. anything. You know, I got a bunch of emails from people, and they were specifically asking about the measurement component. And for some reason, yeah. Rob, your screen is, like, flashing. I don't know if it's on my end on what's going on, but I'm getting a weird... Oh, flashing? Yeah, it's, it's like I'm getting... Well, once in a while, it, it's like oh, we're getting Oh, yeah, some, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. It's... It's like flickering in the lower yeah, quadrant, right? Yeah, maybe that's, that's weird. It is weird. So maybe it's on my end, but let me do this a few times. <laughs> um, flash me. Yeah, flash you. So the, you know, they're doing thing with iHeart. So they say, oh, we're getting all these new measurement metrics. It's a brand new world. And I'm just like, you, you know, what a way to spin some bullshit because um, they're using streaming at iHeart, true streaming, a streaming service. Yeah, they don't support downloads. No. So for many years, you've been able to tell when someone stops, someone plays, there's a lot more metrics that you get from a live stream, shoutcast type stream than you would from um, from a podcast delivery. And, you know, so they're talking about this API and all this, it calls home to mama and it, this is this is standard stuff. You know, it's not anything uh, revolutionary. And they, they just spin stuff. So it, 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 it cracks. It, yeah, they've got a great line of uh, great marketing line. It, it's fantastic with how they're spinning it because people are like, oh, you've got something that no one else has. And yeah. it's not. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that if they were doing something nobody else has, or something uniquely different, their 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 syndication would be broken because <laughs> right. it wouldn't work with any of the big players right. in the space. Right. You know. So, yeah. I mean, even even um, iHeartRadio supports conventional RSS yeah. to specifications. Now, granted, they support um, the the namespaces, um, just like other platforms. Um, it's just, they're calling it something different. Um, they're putting API in the address of the feeds. Right. And all of a sudden, pow, this is now an API. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, like you said, I mean, I mean, until it's proven to me wrong, I mean, I haven't seen anything unique about it that, that says that this is something revolutionary that we need to really be focused on as something that's significant in the space. Um, they're not talking about what they're doing that's exactly. unique. Exactly. They're, but they're saying that it is. And I know that, that um, they're very conscious of, of people that are competitors stealing their their ideas because they've been very very secretive and that's been that's been communicated to me from their their ceo that they don't want to talk because uh, they have investors and they don't want to share their their stuff so um so I, which is fine um uh, that's that's something that they can do and you know there's nothing anybody can do about it but it doesn't really foster the development of a of a standard in the the podcasting space 
uh, if they are doing something um, that um, can move the podcasting space forward, um, that really needs to be something that's widely shared and, and, and supported um, for it to really have a significant impact on the, on the medium. Right. We just don't, don't think it's anything new or revolutionary. No, I, and I've looked at it pretty heavily to make sure. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that there would be telltale signs in uh, a player, in the feeds. There, You know, there would be all kinds of, you, you know, this is not, everything that distributes podcasts is public. Yep. You know, and you can load my podcast feed. You can load an Art19 podcast feed. You can look at the, the structure of that. You can look at that media URL. You can do uh, trace-throughs. You can see what the, you know, what, this this is not like hocus pocus super secret stuff. It's uh, you know, it, it's it's open, <laughs> and well, it's built on an open specification, right? Uh, RSS two specs, you know, spec that was pulled together by a open working group many many years ago. Yeah. So you know, it just cracks me up though that uh, you know the press just sucked right in, and and I had a couple of high level people email me, and I'm like. So I had to send some examples. I'm just like, look, it's, this is nothing new. And, uh, you know, the response was, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're spinning their, they're, they're spinning the PR. I mean, good for them. They, they, you know, secrecy. I I could be quiet and say, I'm coming. I have some secret way to do some sort of measurement. And then, you know, unless I, unless, and I'll be honest with you, we, we've got some ideas, but when it, when we, uh, put it out, people are going to be like, oh, it's not something we're going to be able to hide. People are going to be able to figure out what we're doing relatively quickly. But, yeah. you know, I'm trying to advance the, the measurement space too. And, you know, and we've been at this long enough that we have some ideas and how to, but at the same time, I also know the battle that I have ahead of me because, you know, you know, look at what we did with subscribe on Android. You know, we've got uh, very few, Third party, we've got, well, we got a lot of apps that support it. You know, 70, 60,000 podcasters are using it on their podcast uh, sites, but getting other companies to implement subscribe on Android, somehow they thought it, you know, somehow I'm competing with them by providing a service to make it easier for podcasters to subscribe to podcasts. So, um, you know, we, we gave that to the community. Uh, so what we come up with next will obviously be another thing that we'll give to the community, but we'll have to do the same thing. We're going to have to go out to the app developers and say, here's something new. Take a look at this, implement it, and um, if, if you feel it's worthy. So, um, you know, and that's that's going to be another challenge that we're going to have to go through. But it's it's about trying to move the bar forward, but we're going to do it in, in, a, in a relatively open way. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, that's how you move this whole space forward is, um, um, but I, I understand, you know, companies want to, want to get into this and create, create something, uh, unique that's, uh, perceived to be exclusive to their platform. And, yeah, perceived. and that's, that, that's, that's a way that they're, that they can compete. And, and a lot of these larger companies, kind of kind of fall for it and uh, you know and it's it's okay i mean it's just it's not really driving the whole space forward um in any significant way um i'm not even sure you know 
I, you look at this iHeartRadio kind, kind of, you know, announcement and, and deal and, and they're almost giving the impression that, um, that prior to iHeart or to Art19's advertising technology, that there just wasn't, uh, any ad measurement options in, in, in the industry, <laughs> um, which is silly when you think about it, because anybody can build this. Right. Uh, the question is, do they know what they're doing? It's, it's not like there's a lack of ad measurement options in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> we may which have is lost. a to- total mis- misunderstanding of the space. We may have lost the stream. Like folks on the stream are saying it's down and the YouTube's down oh. too. So we can keep okay. talking here, but I don't know what happened. It's maybe okay. my internet connection's really bad because I'm. It's looks like it's well, live video's been interrupted. Hmm. Okay. Well. <laughs> lovely. This sucks. All right. So we can. So those well, are we are, still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Good. So I don't know what happened here. So I was going to do a speed test while we're talking. Um. I guess okay. the next thing. Uh. Really. You know, they, well, I don't know. I, it, the additional news out there is, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people announcing new shows and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, um, you know, I think that's going to be big as as we you know head into the spring. A lot of uh, a lot of new shows are coming out and being announced. I'm trying to. I, it looks like my internet connection went south. On you're on a different connection. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, my okay. uh, my internet connection went total south on. I'm glad you're on the uh, on the one that's working. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you have multiple internet connections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's trying to contact the server, and it's just flipping me the bird. We've been having <laughs> had intermittent troubles here uh, recently, so <clears throat> not surprised. I had the uh, had the. Uh, cable guy out he fixed it but uh yeah something something is amiss oh that's my download speed is 0.1 megabit per second so <laughs> screaming <laughs> yeah. absolutely screaming let me um switch over here and talk about um there's an article on and i don't know where this came from com talking about uh, China's struggling podcasting industry. Did you see this particular article? Uh, it's at 61.com? It's A-S-I-T-H, sixth1.com. It's basically um, this un-American life, China's struggling podcast industry is talking about how in China, Chinese-based podcasts are really not getting very much, you know, very much... Uh, um, you know, traction per se. And, uh, I could, I could, I could totally understand that for, <clears throat> for a variety of reasons <laughs> from a cultural perspective, um, as well as a governmental, um, I just can't imagine that that, that culture, that society, uh, would be that supportive of podcasting. I, well, I know that there's podcasts being listened to in China, 
Um, I see it in stats. Um, how many podcasts are being produced in China is a whole other question. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the article right now. Well, they, you know, they're basically saying that um, um, that you know, and what we see is a lot of American or a lot of English-based podcasts are being listened to. Huge numbers. Yeah, that's right. But this is, you know, specifically China-based, um, you know, China-based ones. So, so it says here that the iTunes platform wasn't even available to them until 2009. So they had a little bit of a, of a slow start in getting on board with iTunes. And I'm sure that the content selection in iTunes is severely restricted. Um, so you're not going to get probably every podcast show pushed to China. Yeah, I, that's, you know, and, and, and probably true. Probably another thing too, is that the, um, uh, you know, the government has got the great firewall and I'm sure there's different consumption, you know, styles there. They, you know, maybe people don't consume and people aren't in vehicles driving to work and using mass transit and, you know, things like that. So there's definitely, um, you know, different ways people are consuming media there. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess it doesn't come as a surprise to me that, uh, but it would seems like it with that big of a population that there would be a, if you could stay non-political on a podcast and not get you know arrested by the government, you'd probably do okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that it's going to grow. I just uh, it looks like from what the article saying, it's talking about audiobooks. I guess audiobooks are pretty popular there, um, which is a good sign. That's kind of a kind of a leading kind of um, that's like a gateway into podcasting somewhat. Right. Well, my internet's back up. Is my stream back up? Yeah, we're. I think we're back. Oh no, we're not. <laughs> I may have to completely restart it. All right. So let me uh, let's see if we can get the stream back online. Okay. All right. Let's try this. You want to fill? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at this article and and um, what it's saying about what's going on in China around audio content. Um, it says about 80% of the market is uh, is embracing audiobooks today and some user-generated content. So it seems like um, the, the audio content that most people in China are listening to is audiobooks, which is probably a lot easier for them uh, to control the, the content. Um, Books are um, much more structured, and how how they present content. Where podcasts typically can be all over the map, uh, and and people can talk about politically sensitive topics a lot easier. Um, so that's what's going on there. It says uh, for podcasting to flourish in China. This is a quote. Um, uh, in China, quality content will be key, but whether this is even possible within such a restrictive environment remains a subjective debate. Um, and that's, that's the real challenge. Yep. 
for those of you that are joining us back with Facebook now, I uh, apologize about the stream dropping out. We The internet just went out here for like five minutes, so we're reset the router and we're back. Um, so let me move on to this next topic I wanted to talk about, Rob. And, um, you know, one thing's for sure is when you have a technical problem, it sure jacks up the flow of the show, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> Messes um, it up completely. Yeah. yeah. Pointner is saying that podcasts are booming, but problem with diversity and advertising looming. You know, and I, and I took a little bit of an exception to this particular article on specifically the diversity part. Um, yeah. You know, when we were at Podcast Movement, there was a great, I, I thought there was a great segment of not only male, female, but um, you know, variety of, you know, there was black, white, Asian, it, it, the whole oh, yeah. spectrum was at the, uh, at the event. I, I, you know, five years ago, maybe 10, seven years ago, I'd have said we've got a diversity problem, but there's nothing stopping anyone from starting a show. And there's a lot of podcasts out there that are run by, you know, a whole variety of ethnic groups, if that's the right way to say it. Um, they say they need more women. I, I, there's lots of women podcasting. And, you know, and, okay, what is the ratio? I don't know. Is it 70-30, 60-40? I'm not sure exactly where we're at right now. But, you know, if Podcast Movement was any indication, it was about 50-50. So are they saying more around the that there needs to be more content creators that are more diverse? Is that the, the concept here? Or, or are we talking about appealing to listeners? Um, diversity is another huge challenge faced by the podcast industry, okay, according to the report. As of mid-2016, only a few of the top 100 iTunes podcasts, show like Code Switch and Snap Judgment, were designed to amplify diverse voices. Most podcast hosts are also male. That's starting to change, however. Several shows, including Two Dope Queens, Serial on Being, and The Big Listen, have attracted sizable followings and provide some gender diversity in otherwise male-dominated medium. There has been... LGBTQ oh, yeah. shows from the beginning of this. I yep. mean, and, and, okay, so how many? Probably under 100 in, you know, is in, in, that I probably was familiar with. But I, you know, it can always get better, right? It can yeah, always yeah, be yeah, yeah, more, yeah, yeah. more diverse. It can be more inclusive. Um, but I, it's really difficult to say that it's a problem right now, just yeah. based on what I see and what I've been seeing as far as in the trends at conferences and things. And, and, and maybe I, I just don't see it as a problem. Yeah, I, mean, I would say that it, it, it can get better, but I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think that there is a lot of diversity in podcasts right now. Yeah. And you're exactly right, Todd. I mean, podcast movement is, is clearly an addictive, um, snapshot of what's happening in this space. Uh, I would say 60% of the people that attend podcast movement or not 60, probably 40% of the people that attend podcast movement are, are women. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, maybe 10 to 15, 20% are of other, um, black, um, yellow, you know, however you want to designate it. Um, you know, the, the races are 
pretty diverse. It's probably pretty reflective of the percentages of the culture today yep. of society. Um, but I, I'll say it again. I think uh, we can be more diverse, which I think would be amazing because then that's going to um, hopefully uh, appeal to a much wider audience um, and bring in more people from different cultures and different perspectives. And I think, um, but, but the medium has really, especially over the last five, six, seven years has really reflected that in a significant way. Um, I just, I'm surprised to see this article because I just don't see it as a problem. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm the same opinion and, you know, and they talk about the advertising piece and, you know, they're talking about 18 to 25 on, you know, for CPM rates and, you know, at least they got that right. Um, they said Siri was paid between 50 and 60 and I, I still kind of doubt that ha actually happened. But anyway, that, um, that is basically the, the gist of the Poitner article. And, uh, I don't know. I just, it, it, sometimes I read some of these things. I'm like, are they, re do they really know what's, Again, do they really know what's going on in the space? No, I don't think so. I mean, there isn't really any kind of stats that are out there on a on a you know that right. really give a clear reflection of what's happening here. I mean, each you know, like our platform and your platform can give a snapshot, but nobody has a complete picture here of what's yeah. happening. Yeah. You can't really make. I mean, I know that there's been some research that's been done. Um, those are snapshots as well. Um, nobody really knows for sure what's going on here, but. I just wouldn't, you know, there's some comments in here in this article that um, are not really, you know, when you really think about it, don't make a lot of sense. Like uh, one here is when a white male hosted show recommends another podcast hosted by a white male host to a white male listener, there's not much room for the diversity <laughs> of voices. I, you know, that's pretty inflammatory. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's really reflective of what's really happening. Um Sure, that's going to happen if you were to listen to one podcast or a couple podcasts. That could be what's happening. I, I just don't think that people um, pick what shows to talk about or recommend based on whether it's hosted by a white male. Mm -hmm. I know I don't. I could care less. Yeah. Um, one thing, too, I, I do want to mention, I've been having um, – uh, semi-informal conversation with the with the iHeart team and um, one thing that they realize is that um, they are well let me be careful here <laughs> they understand that um, their current method well they, they they just are not ready to handle getting 60,000 shows being submitted to them um, they, they don't yeah, have each one has to be vetted. Right. Yep. So, um, for music mainly, but my prediction is, is that, um, in the near future, iHeart will have some sort of public facing, um, submission process. That's my guess. Um, that they could be coming uh, down the road, uh, mm -hmm. for people to get on their platform. So, um, yeah. you know, it looks like we're going to, be able to have the ability to, to submit some shows over there, but nothing in any near volume and what I want to be able to, you know, to be mm -hmm. able to scale up. So, you know, I think that's, I think they've come to the realization that if they want to be, uh, you know, want their platform to be a, a 
a podcast destination that they're they're gonna have to figure out a way to be more get more podcast in and have a, a you know have a more transparent way of not necessarily tra- i don't even want to say that either um have a way to do it i guess that's what i want well, to it's say a, yeah i think what you're saying is a more open way of doing it I yeah mean, there's really no reason any significant reason why they couldn't do that i mean there's been plenty of big companies that have been concerned about music um, that have done this. Um, you know, you can just name a couple of the biggest companies in the world that have already done exactly yeah. what what that is. Um, so it's it's far from difficult to do. It's just uh, up to this point, they they've been very very sensitive around music, um, mm-hmm. and and that is a is what they filter against. They don't want to get into a situation where they have a bunch of podcasts that are playing major label music that they don't have uh, proper licensing on. Right. And, and I, I agree with that approach. Um, I just don't think it's as big of a problem as, uh, is their, their concern is, uh, also Apple would have the same concern, um, or Microsoft or Google or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because the, all those other companies are kind of in the same legal situation when it, in regards to music in podcasts. Um, the difference is, and this may be where iHeartRadio uh, makes it, makes a change, but, um, they're hosting all the content. Right. And it's, and it's the same thing with, uh, Spotify and the same thing with Google. Um, the fact that they're doing that may actually limit their ability to embrace this medium. Um, and it also limits the modernization capabilities for shows that are included in their catalogs. Um, so, you know, you're starting to see, you know, like when, when Stitcher, and this is, this is an example, when Stitcher was acquired by Midroll, one of the first things that the development team did was go in there and change the fact that, uh, Stitcher was rehosting all the content and made it a pass through platform. Right. Um, and that, that change right there changed the, their their dynamic they they became essentially a search engine uh, which puts them in a completely different legal situation as well um, if you're not hosting and redistributing the the content you're in a, a lesser copyright you know infringing position um, um, so I, I think eventually that's what these other platforms need to adopt as a pass-through um, and then really look to platforms like um, Blueberry, Lipson, even you know Art19, Spreaker as the as the platforms for distribution, and because we specialize in that kind of stuff, um, and those those platforms need to just look at us as source um, that are that are kind of taking care of that issue for them. Yeah, I agree. So. One article that came out this week was a book. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you read this Knight Foundation report, Public Radio Needs. Basically, it's, a, it's their Knight yeah. Foundation's report on investing in the podcasting space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy yeah. cow, 28 pages of, well, there, there's like maybe a handful of, takeaways in this did you spend the time and go through this whole document i didn't go through it all i just kind of kind of scanned it oh i mean 
holy cow. Um, you know, and in, 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 in what's interesting is it shows how much money these groups are investing in, uh, like Gimlet and Radiotopia and, you know, this apparently Knight Foundation is really tied towards uh, public radio and funding yep. public radio and public radio yep. entities. So, what a way! What a what a cash source! Um, yeah. You know, some of these folks got three million, like three million dollars, and um, I'm just thinking, my God, if I, if I got an investment infusion of three million dollars, watch out. You know, I'm just like, and they've only done this much with that much money. You know, it's, that's the thing. Of course, they're in the content creation business. They're in building, um, yeah. you know, yeah. they're not building hardware solutions like we are software solutions. Or, or, or much software either. Right, um, right. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's not what this is all about. No. So here's, um. And one of the things, Digital Entrance Gimlet Radiotopia Experiencing, this is one of their findings. And I don't think this should come as any surprise. But Digital Entrance Gimlet and Radiotopia Experiencing, significant year-over-year audience growth listeners across digital media also skew to the low 30s, which is different, far younger than the average age of public radio's core listeners. I, I want proof on that. These, uh, these uh, grantees are also giving rise to new voices. Gimlet and Radiotopia investing in development new shows. While both NPR One and WNYC Discover app are experimenting with new content without constraints of public radio broadcasting, Radio Public, meanwhile, is help the help is developing discovery methods to increase the appeal of podcast listening for new audiences. But still, I, I want to see these proofs that low thirties is the is the core group they're gaining. I just don't we don't see that. Well, Todd, I you know if you think about it. I mean, if you if you back up and you look at thirty thousand foot view on this, um, public radio has had this issue for for a while that they've had an aging listener base, right? That's been listening to terrestrial radio, and I I, I think many in the public radio space have been concerned about the future, right? Yeah. Um. Of, of who's going to listen to public radio in ten years, right? Uh, as their their listeners um, literally die off, um. And they're looking at digital podcasting as, as a way to reach out and capture that younger listener or that younger consumer of their, their audio product. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think them saying that they're reaching low 30s, I, I think um, I would question their research because I'm, I'm, I, I would really highly doubt that they're reaching at that, that age group. I would say that it's, it's, they're reaching a younger audience clearly um, with what they're doing on o- online. I would say it's probably more in the upper thirties would be my, my guess. I'm not sure that they've reached content production that really appeals to the, the, the upper twenties and the early 30 age group quite yet. I'm not sure that they're there yet. I think that they're trying. I know that WNYC, you know, uh, two dope girls. I mean, some of the programs that they're they're starting to produce um, does, I think, uh, try and reach out to that younger demographic group. But if you really look at their their content catalog, it's not really a lot of the content in there is not really what you would think that that age group would would really be gravitated towards. I don't know. You know, if you I had a call, well, not a call, an email from a group that was asking me about uh, well, two different 
topics. One was basically a pretty big firm that is doing a podcast, trying to figure out how to get demographics. And I was kind of shocked I had to teach them how to use like SurveyMonkey. But um, the second one was a group that was asking us if they, we would sell them demographic data. And we've never sold, matter of fact, we've never sold um, global podcast statistics data. We always release that publicly. We never sell, or we haven't sold. I won't say that we won't, but we have never sold, um, you know, global podcast statistic data to some third party. So they were asking if they could buy demographic data, global demographic data. And, you know, and what's hard with being able to do that for us is that not every podcaster runs a survey on their website. And if they do, they don't always use our widget. You know, a lot of them do. And I have that collective data, but technically that data belongs to the podcaster. And I'm, I haven't been grouping any of that in a, you know, master spreadsheet and, and breaking down the, the numbers. Yeah. But when I just generally look at shows, um, and I, and I go across the spectrum, uh, 35 to 45 is like always the, you know, that peak, that's where the peak is with, you know, with the, yep. you know, with it rolling up 35 to 45 peak and then it lowing down with the 45 to 55 group. I mean, right there hanging tight. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that, and that, that, uh, that 20 group age, you know, that 25 to 35, you know, they're significantly lower than the 35. Now, there are exceptions. Oh, sure. But, you know, just, you know, just, day after day looking at demographic data without, you know, I didn't do any statistical analysis and group and I probably should, but every show is different. And, you know, I, I can, I, when I'm judging stuff for advertising buys, I look at the individual show. I don't, you know, I, I, I need to find, you know, a heavy female demo. Or I need to find a certain age group, you know, um, then I look at that data. Otherwise, I, I pretty much know where the bell curve is for the age listener. I don't know. What do you guys see? Yeah. I mean, I see the, the same, same trend line. I, Spreaker does tend to, to skew a little bit younger than the numbers that I've seen. Um, and I'm not quite sure why that is. Um, we, I want but, the younger listeners to. Oh yeah. I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, it looks like some of the research that's being referred to in this article um, or this study that that is has been kind of a little bit public radio centric again uh, is coming out of the Edison research folks. So I need to get Tom Webster back on the show to talk about big picture stuff again. But was I'm that? I'm sure it'll be a what's that? But was that his global numbers not, or was that just specifically aligned? Well, with it's. Pub- it's a citing source of the Edison research folks here um, from their their 2014 oh. Oh. research. So it's not even current research. Wow, that's crazy. So, because um, there's 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 numbers out there that are much more current than what they're referring to here. Yeah. So I just um, yeah I just think that uh, we'll. We'll keep watching this, but you know, the, and if you think, if we just all think, cause you know, we've talked about this many times, just think about the lifestyle of an 18 to 25 year old, you know, 23, 24, they're getting out of college, getting a job, but they're, you know, they're still, 
you know, they're, they're dating, they're looking for, um, you know, they're, they're, they're building their community base, their friendship base, the professional base. It's, you know, that's that early stage of life stuff type of stuff that everyone goes through. And, um, and then 25 plus, you know, maybe you've, you've been in a job a couple of years or you're on your second job, you're, you know, maybe you've gotten a promotion, you know, there's, you know, in you're maybe at that point, you know, getting married, having a kid, you know, life changes, you know, and, and people start thinking about different things, investing, thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. parenting, all that stuff. So we just, it's a 18 to 25, I was chasing skirts, you know, that was... <laughs> you know time for a you know chasing skirts which required to be hip on music hip on clothes you know uh you know i spent more time waxing and cleaning my car than uh you know it's just that's you know that's what you do right so maybe i'm wrong maybe, maybe i'm old school but well i think things have maybe changed a little bit uh since we were young um, but I think that the, the smartphone has changed somewhat yeah, the yeah. access yeah. to this stuff. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously the younger generation, uh, really, um, grasp that smartphone with both hands. If, if you know what I mean, I and, mean, it's, and, and if, it's, if, if we'd have had Rob, if we'd have had Tinder when we were 19 and 20, we'd have been flipping right and left, you know, that's, <laughs> that's you know, and oh, yeah. you're right. We'd been, we'd been right there with them, you know, but, uh, it just, in, in consumption, I wasn't, you know, I've always been a, is a, is a even younger, I was kind of a news junkie. But it also was based upon what I was doing at the time. I was in the Navy. I was flying uh, very interesting missions and very interesting places. And I was really concerned about world events because world events dictated where I was going to be the next week. So I was always kind of keeping abreast of what was happening in the world. But most people my age at the time, or even now, I don't think could care two shits about it. So, Like I've always said, Todd, uh, the great thing about young people is they get older. That's right. <laughs> and right. and older people tend to listen to audio more. Yeah. But so, I, we want them to start earlier. <laughs> but we may not be able to. So Right, right. So I guess it's it's really the public radio folks are just concerned about being a brand that um those those, those young people look to when they get into their late thirties and forties. Maybe, maybe it was just me and having spent so much time overseas in my early years, I, uh, public radio does not appeal to me at all. It's not even a selection on my car radio. I don't, I, I yeah. have no, no clue, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. um, and I know some people live and die by it and I'm like, what's the appeal? You know? So, yeah. um, that's where, you know, maybe, maybe if I'd have been in the United States when I was younger instead of being overseas, maybe I'd have had more affinity to the storytelling of NPR. I, maybe, maybe I'd have been a great NPR fan because I've obviously fell in love with podcasting, right? And love the stories being told on podcasts. So, yeah. you know, NPR does that, has done that the best. So, um, who knows? Yeah. It's a yeah. product of your environment, right? It is. So, but anyway, we'll see what happens. I, but I'm glad the night pound got to keep giving them cash. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, keep feeding them money. 
and it wasn't three million. I'm sorry. They gave uh, Gimlet a million, and let's see here what else. I, I was looking at it here. Uh, Gimlet, they gave a million. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, no, they they made multiple investments, totaling four point four million in something called Project Carbon, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, so Radiotopia. Oh, they gave a million dollars to Radiotopia. They gave how much to Gimlet Media? Oh, they made two equity investments. They didn't say publicly how much. So if we take uh, 3.3 or 3.4, because they gave a million to Radiotopia, New York Public Radio got 250. So it sounds, and then Radio Public PBC got some money too. So it looks to me like they probably gave Gimlet two to three million dollars. So maybe they did give them that much, but um, mm-hmm. so keep investing, Knight Foundation. I, I yeah. you know, anything that keeps building the space, I think, is great. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. There was uh, an article too on uh, talking about uh, DC entrepreneurs building the Reddit for podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is on Streetwise.co, and it's a company called. Uh, L Y S N A, L Y S N A Lizna, and let me see if I can bring this up here. Here's the website. It's not very cute, um, but there's a number. It's supposed to be a, a discovery type network, a kind of a Reddit style. If you can see, there's upvotes, and they they're using the Reddit kind of style. Um, so it's L Y S N A. Yeah, Lizna L Y S N A dot net, and um, they're building an aggregated platform of community podcast recommendations. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's like Reddit. Um, there's also a level of engagement. Cut. Well, obviously we know Reddit has huge engagement, um, but they're trying to build a platform that. Um, and it's just in the very early days. They launched on January 8th. And they have about 150 users already. So um, it might be a way for you in this early days, for a, way for your, whoops, for a way for your show to get some exposure. I always like uh, being on sites in the early, early hours or early days of a site because you can get a little more exposure when the masses, before the masses show up. Yeah, and you can always tell that it's a new site when there's a, a bunch of broken images on the site yeah right (laughs) (laughs) that's a common plague for new platforms or oblong or yeah not formatted well images yeah yeah non (laughs) non non-standard size graphics it's uh, it's always a sign that they whoever's building it uh, doesn't really know the space (laughs) and here's the key don't round the edges make them square and then you won't have a sizing issue when you're trying to resize images to fit on your website that's a little dev trick. And then when you get that figured out, how to resize the images square, then you can round the edges. Um, <laughs> well, I think someone that's a dev says, Todd, you're wrong. But anyway, yeah, they definitely have a sizing issue. Because the problem is they're trying to make yes. them in a 16 by 9 format and taking a square image and, yeah. That's squashing them. And squash it looks them. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What else do I have in nice here? Nice try. Yeah, but 
you know, just overall, we've, we've been busy. I don't know, Robbie, you guys been busy too? So. Oh yeah. I mean, things are, things are going well. Um, I mean, we launched, uh, our channels in our, our Apple app, oh, good. Um, you know, the iOS app. So, so we have streaming channels now of, of podcasts that are automatically kept up, up to date with the latest episodes. So are those um, curated channels or are those? Yes. They're, they're, they're curated channels by genre, by topic genre. So like, uh, the best, you know, 10 or so podcasts about basketball or football or that kind of stuff. So if a user doesn't want to go through and try and find, you know, um, the, the most popular podcasts about, you know, college football, then, then, then we have those in there. You just press play and it'll play you the latest latest episode from the top shows. Rob, you guys got to find a way to um, roll off old shows when you're on your base plan instead of having to go in there and clean up manually. You guys got to figure out a way to kill all the old stuff and just keep a, a rotating because I keep getting notices, hey, you're, you're out of space, you need to come back over there, and I have to go in and delete about 20 shows for another, you know, two or three weeks. And then it's full. I got to delete 20 shows. Tell, tell, oh, tell what, your, tell your devs. Is, yeah. <laughs> tell your well, devs I mean, to auto clean up. Yeah. Most. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I, I think most of the, the plans that we have, most people don't ever run out of space, but if they're, they're trying to use the free plan or something like that. It's a, well, I'm on a, your like $49 plan annual, whatever it is. It, it's relatively cheap and it's and it only allows so much storage or so many episodes. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's like 1500 hours. I mean, how much content? Well, it's, it keeps telling me I'm out of space. So it's something it's, I don't know. It's something that you, just check my account out. You, you can look at it and, and figure okay. out what, what the hell's going wrong. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. So you would like it to just automatically drop off? Yeah. When I'm, when I'm supposedly okay. out of room, just start killing stuff, you know? So, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's certainly a setting that can be an optional setting. Yeah. I think that could be built into the platform. Yeah. Sure. So that there, there's, there's but a Todd, we want a reason to upgrade your plan. I, I, I'm not giving you any more money than I have to. And no one's listening to my old stuff. You know, I got, <laughs> I got 15 days turn and burn on my show, you know? I know, I know you do. <laughs> you just created too much content. That's the problem that you have. No, that's part of it. Yes, you're a content machine. Yep. Hey, the uh, the beerist uh, podcast, um, which is a pretty popular beer podcast. Yeah. Um, they won an award. Um, now the best. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. even read this. This just made the news. The uh, the beerist um uh, um won oh my oh my gosh. Never mind. Forget it. Someone republished an article from two thousand fourteen in an article they published on Friday. The, the let me okay, I gotta show this to you. <laughs> I got sucked in. Sucked in. All right, yeah, so like so uh Uh, Ariana Uber, American Statesman staff, 
on Friday, January 27th, republished a post that was originally posted on January 15, 2004, about the Beerus winning an award in the ninth, ninth annual podcast awards. So why do you republish something that is three years old? I Was it a slow news day or, or what was going what on? Was it a brand new article? Yeah, well, she just republished it. Oh, it's got a brand new date of, you know, of January 27th, 2017. And here I thought the beers got a, a new award, you know, and I was knew that they were a pretty good show and bam, I Todd, went over. But Todd, if you haven't seen that they won an award, it, it's, it's going to be new to them. Uh, three years ago, right? It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so, okay. Naughty, naughty Austin. I, I got sucked in. That, that's what happens when you don't do any show prep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you fall for anything, right? Yeah, looking look for stuff to fill the fill the void here. Yeah, um, what else have I got? We usually don't have too many voids in this show. No, no, not at all. Um, there's a lot of a job announcements that have been coming out too. Apple's. Are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, you're probably looking at the pod to pod, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at pod to pod. <laughs> You want to talk about the job announcements? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Apple's hiring somebody. Podcast. Uh, yeah, I heard that too. Actually, a couple weeks ago, they were looking for somebody that could be uh, based down down in uh, L.A., down in Culver City, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that the Apple had a office down there. Yeah, so uh, they're looking for a podcast producer. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure that probably got a thousand applications almost immediately. Yeah. Um, anybody try to get to go? And I to don't think it means that Steve uh, is leaving. I think they're adding to their staff. Yeah. I mean, Steve is just overworked. <laughs> he definitely is. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've had some questions recently about um, podcast submissions uh, and being able to submit to the uppermost top category when there's subcategories. And uh, there's been some, um, well, what's been report re, uh, replied to in tech support is not 100% always what is actually allowed from their internal rule sets. So um, we've got a pretty good idea what's going on. But, you know, podcasters always want to be in the top category, not a subcategory at the top. And yeah. uh, there are some rules basically allowing it to a certain extent, but they're but then you're not allowed to be in like a subcategory of that. So if you want to be in a, a top category, then you can't list your show anywhere in a subcategory. Um, so that, you know, that anyway, we're, we're working on if we have to make any updates to PowerPress on that, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, hey, Todd, did you see the, the, the announcement by Panoply that they, um, I guess they're, they're partnering up with a podcast media creator called Gen Z Media. Did you see this? It caters mm. to to kids. I think I heard something about it. So that's interesting. Gen Z. Yeah. So they're doing a, content for kids, huh? A kids targeted network. Um, uh, what's the Gen, like, What's uh, the Gen it, Z it, website? I I I'm. I'm not sure, actually. It doesn't actually link to it, but 
what they say is that it's a, it's a network of shows that, uh, it's like, like kids dramas, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Younger kids, um, centered towards young listeners. Um, it's going to be this concept of seasons again. Right. Um, they're going to, it's basically, I guess one of the shows is called Molly and the sugar monster. Um, Mars Patel is another one. Um, so, I mean, I think it, it, this is a good development. I think, um, trying to cater to creating podcasts that, uh, appeal to young people, the, the tweens and young adults, Yeah, I think is what we were just talking about earlier that public radio would like to get into. And, and this, it, it looks to me like this would be a direction that public radio could go, um, just in their podcasting area if they wanted to really appeal to young people. So I did a search for Molly and the Sugar Monster podcast, and it's a show that's been around since 2014, maybe. And it's on uh -huh. Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, PodBay. Uh, I can't find its home. It does, it's like it doesn't have a home.com page. It's just kind of, it's distributed, but it's not, there's no website for it. Um, that's interesting. It. It looks like it's it's hosted on uh, Lipson, I think. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it is. But an, I'm okay. I'm looking at their Twitter page now. Let me load their. Where do oh, they no, send wait, people to? No, they. No, no, it's not. It used to be on Lipson. Used to be. Well, there is no website for it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Is their website? They just link everything to iTunes. I think you know this is a big big issue with me. Um, okay, so they have nine followers on Twitter. So, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a a podcast, it's there's a reason why they only have nine followers on Twitter. There's no place to unless you search for them. There's no way to yeah. there's no way to to follow them unless you specifically search to them and go to their Twitter page. This is a prime example of the reason why you should always have your own .com, your own home place. What's another one of the shows that's on that list? Uh, let's see here. I was trying to go to iTunes. Let's see here. Um, is the unexplained disappearance of Mars Patel. Is the other one. The unexplainable Disappearance of Mars Patel. Now, this one has a website. It's at uh, MarsPatel.com. And uh, it's an okay, it's, it's, it's all right. Not a, nothing fancy. And, but they do have, oh, this is pretty cute. Um, let's see here. Here's their, here's their, their kid staff, the team that makes the show. Um, uh, that's awesome. So it looks like it's a drama. And, you know, here's the adults that, uh, can't hurt the kids. Um, so, wow. They, they, they've got a pretty big, pretty big dealio here with this, um, uh, pretty, uh, pretty fancy production. 
Uh, yeah. And they're hosting on SoundCloud. 51 episodes. And uh, I would imagine over time, these shows are going to be probably mostly hosted on Megaphone, which is the, the, the Panoply platform. Do they actually have a website? Is it actually Megaphone.com? Is that where that? I haven't even been in that website. He said, uh, I believe they have a website. Yeah. I should know this. Yeah. Megaphone.fm. Yeah. Oh, it's FM. Not.com. Yeah. And there we go. I don't, uh, which, yeah. which is a little bit lacking in itself. They, they should talk to us. We can, we can fix that for them. <laughs> Todd, you have all the all the solutions. We do. We do. I know you do. <laughs> That's they don't why have I said it. They they don't have to spend the money and build their own. Thirty days, we have a whole platform, publishing and everything. So anyway, this, so I tried to get uh, Rob Walsh on today too, and he, he's he's basketballing. He's, He's uh, coaching basketball today. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to wait till after the basketball season's over. That's kind of what it sounds like. I got uh, uh, soccer starting here next week, so shouldn't be a problem for the game. We start early enough here. I won't. There's no games that start at 8 a.m. At least I don't. Hopefully, there's not. Oh, so I just went to that Molly and the Sugar Monster. Is that is that right? No, yeah. Is that? Yeah. And well. that one, the last time they created an episode was back in 2013. Oh, so maybe they're restarting or maybe this is an old show. Or yeah. Interesting. Um, and I see the copyright was Andy Bowers. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. It looks like, yeah, he's got a feed burner feed. Ah. <laughs> burner please stop people please quit quit uh abusing yourself <laughs> yeah we've had uh exactly. it's it's cropping up again uh, this week i saw more feed burner related issues come in than i have in a while it kind of tapered off for a while but a yeah. lot of new podcasters oh i gotta use feed burner and then two weeks later oh i don't <laughs> help help and our news post to social stuff, if they're using FeedBurner and they're using that feed proxy feed from uh, uh, FeedBurner, we can't do a audio card on Twitter because we can't detect that it's actually being hosted by us. So it um, it screws up the post to social for Twitter card. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, they've made it very difficult on these social platforms to do some postings, but... Um, with more people starting to use HTTPS, it's going to be, uh, it's going to get easier as time goes on. There's a lot of people worried about, you know, Apple had said that there's going to be a requirement for HTTPS at some point down the road for podcasters' websites and their media links. Um, and I think we talked about this just a little bit on the last show, but yep. um, people don't get don't get freaked out. This is a this is a long way out. And um, I don't know and, how. Go ahead. Yeah, and there's there's cross support too. It's not like just because they flipped the switch to support this that it, your existing feeds aren't going to work that don't have it. I think it's just a 
conversion that the that Apple wants to make for you know for better security across the board. So, and it'll just be rolled out over time um, as more people adopt it. Like I shared the news with our our developers at Spreaker that. Um, and that's a direction that they had been pushing towards anyway on the on our whole platform was getting behind the HTTPS and any kind of kind of referring um, URLs across the platform. And the only reason that they hadn't uh, with feeds and media files is because most platforms don't support it. Right. So, um, so as people start to support it, um, we will add that to the capabilities, but all these platforms will be able to support both for some period of time. And then hopefully eventually everybody will be converted. And, um, then we can, we can turn off, uh, just regular HTTP, but that could be years. And another thing too, is, um, you know, as a podcaster yourself, you're going to want to implement this anyway, because Google is giving a higher page rank to pages that are, or websites that are HTTPS. So, uh, and it is, it does cost you some money to do it if you have your own server. Well, but if you're yeah, well, on a, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. But you can get SSL certificates for free from Let's Encrypt. So, oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good news. Yeah, so that's you don't have to have to pay. And that's what we were waiting on Apple to be able to uh, um, that's good. introduce. And they actually, over the Christmas holiday, updated so that it would be supported. So um, that was, you know, that's big. Yeah, yeah. I just I remember back in the earlier days of the web, um, I had my own servers, and I had to be the one that went and got those because I was building shopping carts. So, I mean, a lot of people had those SSL. The only reason they had SSL certificates on their servers was because they were taking credit cards, um, and that communication needed to be encrypted. Uh, but now everything is going that way. Right. Someone said, uh, Ray says in the chat room, I know when I started – when you Googled how to start a podcast, you were dictated to instructions, and one of the steps was get a feed from FeedBurner. Well, the problem was people were putting out shitty information. You've never, you never needed from the day one. I've never used a FeedBurner feed from 2004 forward. Um, you know, you, you never needed one. But your platform may not have supported podcasting in the early days, but, uh, um, you know, if you had your own .com, there was absolutely no reason to ever have a feed burner feed. Now, if you're using a Libsyn feed or something like that, then you, you probably should have because that way, well, Libsyn forwards feeds anyway, but, you know, it, it's more of a self-protection type thing. Yeah. But they don't have to get into the whole feed debate today. <laughs> that could be next week when Rob's on. Right. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're at about an hour 20 here. Um, what, uh, what's your thoughts, Rob? Anything, uh, moving forward in the next couple of weeks or, you know, podcast is fast approaching, yeah, right? Yeah, podcast is right around the corner. Um, I'm going to be down there. You're going to be down there. Yeah. Yep. So podcast down in Orlando and then I'm, I'm going to be down there for the national religious, religious broadcasters conference as well, which is, um, the week after podcast. Yeah. I so yeah, I fly out uh, the night of the twenty first. I go see my daughter uh, in Orlando. Matter of fact, I'm flying mm -hmm. into Orlando. We're doing a little wedding planning, maybe some shopping for some stuff. Uh, yeah. Watch out, wallet uh, and checkbook, and then uh, then I'll, I'll probably drive over to Tampa about noon on the twenty third. 
and then um, been been doing some planning around um, going to NAB, the NAB show coming up in uh, April. Yeah, I'm not having thought about that far ahead yet. <laughs> um, I'm going to be down there for two different um, a a big uh, state of podcasting panel, which you're going to be on as well. Yep. Um, down down there, and then earlier in the week, I'm going to be on a kind of like a podcast radio roundtable discussion, mm-hmm. uh, where I get matched up with a couple of broadcast radio people, oh, cool. and we we um, have like a, uh, it's a little bit more like a one on one session with broadcasters. Who's who are you doing that with? Uh, Josh. Is it part of the NAB event? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. So I'll be matched up with a broadcaster and then we'll be basically presenting and taking questions from small groups, mm. um, of, of a broadcaster. It's like a two to 10 kind of ratio is what it is. So there'd be two of us and 10, uh, broadcast people that will just ask questions and we can, we can talk about what's happening in the podcasting space. Oh, that's, that's cool. It's yeah. a little bit of a different concept. It's not like uh, like a regular panel where, you know, there's 200 people in the room right, or something. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, my schedule for April is crazy. I got to go to New York the week of the 17th of April, be in Manhattan the whole week. And then uh, I'll fly out Saturday, probably the 22nd, to Vegas and and then be there all the way through probably the 30th because I'm planning to have meetings after the show. So, uh um, yeah, I don't think I told you, but uh, Francesco, the CEO of Spreaker, is going to be moving to New York here in April. Wow! So, or, that, yeah, that's yeah, big. So he, that's big news. Yeah, so he's going to be living on the East Coast. Is he is he moving to Manhattan, or where's he where's he going to live at? He hasn't told me where he's going. I don't know that he's found a place yet. But um, are you guys opening? Be, you opening an office in New York, or I don't know. Don't know on that. Um, he's just moving there because he wants to get um, more in touch with what's happening in New York around, you know, audio. Oh, that's, so. that's cool. Because oh. it does seem to be kind of ground zero for what's happening in this medium. Yeah, definitely it's not being owned by the West Coast at all, is it? N- at least not in the media anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so be, be a busy April. So we'll have to see how the show goes uh, for that that travel period time. But uh, anyway, I think uh, NEB will be, you know, I'm going, I'm going to NEB just more gawk than anything else. I got my press credentials, so I'll be doing some interviews. But, uh, you know, more just, you know, grinning, gripping than anything else. Yeah, I was also considering going, going to another conference that I hadn't been to before, which is, the, it's called the, community radio conference mm-hmm. uh it's in denver coming up in july um i was thinking about going to that it's, it's it's a pretty small conference but it's basically a conference of people that are involved in community radio um and that's you know like low power fm kind of stuff Oh, okay so that just like our guest that we had on that type of an event yeah uh-huh oh, that's cool yeah yeah so and then and then obviously we got podcast movement coming up in uh, in August. Was then. it? Yeah, or is that early August? I can't remember. I don't even. It, it's so yeah. far off my radar that I'm not even thinking about it. So. Well, 
yeah. I mean, are you guys talking to, to Dan and stuff like that? Are you guys trying to get, get yourself positioned there already? Cause I think they're mostly sold out on well, sponsorships. We, yeah. We've already secured a sponsorship yeah. and then, yeah. um, I mean, now I'm just getting my, you know, my session submission so that I can be considered no guarantee, yeah. but, uh, I'm trying to come up with a topic, you know, it's, you hate to use the same topic themes year after year. You just want to, you got to, you know, diverse a little bit, but, uh, um, so that's what I'm doing yeah. this year. I'm writing a new conference topic. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I know I've done three sessions the last couple of years. So I'm, you know, I'm assuming that we'll probably still do our state of podcasting session like yeah. we always have. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, I'm trying to come up with some new ideas too. And I think the, the one that I'm, the panel session that I'm moderating at, uh, podcast Orlando is about, um, local podcasting. Mm -hmm. Um, so is there a future for shows that are focused on trying to cater to, you know, local city areas or regions? Um, and, and that's, that's the topic of that panel. And so my thought was taking that same concept. Did I lose you? Oh, there, I thought your audio cut out for a second. No, and I think there's some undiscovered um, opportunity there. And I, I, I still, you know, we've talked about it many times, but I still think it's a huge, it's a huge challenge. Oh, it is. You know. And it's still early. It's still really early for it. But I think that there's some glimpses of successes out there. Yeah. Um, that kind of maybe give a clue. Because you, I mean, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but um, there is a, a kind of a, an Uber technology trend that's happening that may have an impact on it. And that's, as you think about the progression of, of how the internet has entered our lives, it's, it started at kind of global national levels. Um, but over time it's become more and more, uh, locally supporting, um, you know, just look at like Uber and Airbnb and, and how, a lot of local services and local things that we've done have started to digitize, you know, radio has been moving more and more towards digitizing what they're doing. And, and that's been a local medium, local newspapers have been kind of going out of business and maybe doing more online. So you're seeing this trend towards localization of services and um, big data is kind of helping with that as well, because it's able to capture a lot of information, um, so these big trend lines are are happening, pushing us towards greater capabilities um, to support our lives at local and personal levels. Um, and, and podcasting may be something um, that will follow that trend line as well. Rob, I think something happened here with your audio because your voice octave shifted about three octaves. I mean, you've got the perfect radio voice right now. It's. It's. I, I think it's. Oh, I do. I, I it's real because before I didn't. Is that what it is? I don't know. I think it's Skype. I think Skype has <laughs> has lost its mind because all of a sudden your voice changed a little <laughs> differently. <laughs> hey, one podcast that hasn't put out a lot of episodes that I'm pretty. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a geek, so I like geeky stuff. Is um a show called uh, Voices from DARPA podcast. And if, oh. if you're, you know, DARPA's uh, got a lot of big brains that work over there. And uh, so 
it, it's a pretty cool podcast. So definitely it's at DARPA.mil. I mean, just search for voices from DARPA and um, those guys are, you can, you can tell they're big brains when you're listening to the show, but um, and DARPA is always doing, you know, they're spending taxpayer dollars and trying to come up. These are like the ultimate, I don't know if you guys know what DARPA does, but they are like moonshot Jeez. ideas. Well, they, they yeah. look for moonshots on a, they, they have a problem. They'll try to figure out who is best situated. And they may go to a national lab. They may go to a company and they will basically say, Hey, why don't you figure out a solution for this and throw money at it and do And, uh, so they're always looking for moonshots and it's not just military related stuff. It's, it's the full gamut. And, um, uh, you know, they do biotech, they do defense sciences, uh, uh, microsystems, uh, strategic technology, tactical technology, um, information. It's just, you know, it's, it's, if you're a geek, you're going to love this show. So, uh, uh, they've only done six episodes and it's not on a regular schedule, but uh, when they come out, it's just an immediate listen for me, um, from a, from a listener standpoint. And, but you know, again, I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I like this kind of stuff too. Yeah, Sure. It's always fun. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, I think we uh, we can bounce out of here. Uh, we're, we've we've covered our time, and uh, today's just kind of been a smorgasbord of Mish-mash. news and information, and yes. of course, uh, all kinds of fun technical challenges too, with a flashing screen that keeps going on your side. So, those of you watching the video, we apologize, but uh, I'll figure out what's going on. Something's loose somewhere on my side. <laughs> so. T- Oh, we hey, the show? hey, Rob, you're definitely Skype is causing all kinds of stuff. Your audio is bad. Go ahead and say that again. I was just going to say, are we, I noticed that we're using a, a different cover art image for the, for the show. Oh, not are for, not, moving? not for the episode. I'm just been putting different stuff up to keep that, uh, um, to have some variety on the live video stream, but I'm using the same cover art for the for the actual episode album art. So, oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah, is because I know you had a bunch of different ones made for the show a couple of years ago. Yeah, so I'm just playing um, around on the live video to putting different things up. So, okay. nothing else. Just I, was just, to, I was just wondering if you were going to change them all out across all the feeds or whatever. No, not currently. If, you, if someone wants to send us some uh, artwork, we'd be definitely willing to take it. <laughs> And uh, you can email that to uh, geeknews at gmail.com or tweet me at geeknews, put it on Dropbox or something like that. So, Rob, where uh, where can they find you if they have questions? Uh, probably Twitter is a good good place to post comments or whatever, just at Rob Greenlee, and that's with two E's. And I do have a website, uh, robgreenlee.com. I do a Live show every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern at SpreakerLiveShow.com. Uh, guess what I talk about? Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we do have an actual Twitter account for this show. It's NMS Podcast at NMS Podcast. So definitely check that out. Uh, new media wasn't available. Our new media show, someone else had scooped those up already. So NMS Podcast is the Twitter account for the show but uh anyway thanks everyone for tuning in sorry about the broken stream today and it 
being two segments, we'll get that cleaned up on Facebook, delete both of those, and then put up a a clean uh, clean recording uh, when I get the show processed. But uh, And, of course, it's available via the feed. Subscribe to the show today. Everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on the new media show. Everyone, take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye.